0: I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs.
1: Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential
0: Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation
1: into revenue,
0: Donald Miller is someone that I have grown to respect a tremendous, tremendous amount. Um, I feel lucky to have been able to see StoryBrand in terms of the framework and develop as as he started building the company and um, I was honored to give him an endorsement. We did the book launch party at our house um, and I absolutely love the elegance of what him and his team have done with StoryBrand and the SB7 framework. Now, if you're not familiar with StoryBrand, every year about 3,000 business leaders uh, go through StoryBrand in various forms, really their workshop, um, and they help people clarify their brand message, companies and individuals alike. But Don is a a New York Times bestselling author of several books, so Blue Like Jazz, Scary Close, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years, and then Building a, a Story Brand is his most recent book, which was a number one Wall Street Journal bestseller. And so he's just incredible business guy, incredible man of faith. I've gotten to know him a little bit more personally over the last few years. We're gonna be neighbors here within a couple months. And uh, it's just, I'm just so excited to have him and, and make sure you guys get a chance to, to see a little bit behind the scenes of Donald Miller. So Donald, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Roy. So one of the things that... I wanted to take a little bit of a liberal friend, I guess privilege that maybe you don't always get to talk about that I thought would be interesting is this hardcore pivot because I do want to talk about Story brand because it's super applicable for everybody watching, but behind the scenes is something that I don't know that everyone is aware of is you made a massive pivot, what I would consider a fairly massive pivot. I mean, you had sold millions of copies writing Christian memoirs and being really big in that space, and then You pivoted and then have built an equally, if not, I mean, I don't know how you would measure it, but to a huge presence very quickly in the business nonfiction space with Storybrand and certainly a large business, I think a larger business enterprise with Storybrand. And that reinvention to me is really interesting and it's something that people don't talk a lot about. And in my mind, I don't know this for sure, so I just want to kind of like hear your thoughts on it, but I have to think that you know, maybe there were some haters, right? Like maybe there were some people who were upset that you kind of like went from the Christian world to like the business world. And maybe there were people who were super supportive and some people followed you and some people lost. But like, I just want to hear a little bit of your journey and your philosophy about how to do that. Because I think a lot of people watching this, they've been doing something and now they're pivoting to their personal brand. And so you mind sharing a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I will. Uh, You're right. There were some haters at the beginning. You know, I built a reputation based on books, based on who I really was. I wrote memoirs and my memoir voice is really sort of this stumbling through life and discovering deep truths and then kind of sharing them and applying them and that sort of thing. And probably heavy emphasis on the stumbling through life part. But the reality is, as you know, Rory, you know, if you sell millions of books and you have some success, You're not really stumbling through life. You've actually gotten some discipline there and some good work habits and you know a little bit about branding and you show up when they're supposed to speak. So I meet a lot of artists. They want to kind of be this true artist where all they do is create art and they want people to discover them, but they don't want to look desperate for people to discover them and Mm. those kinds of things. Those brands tend to fail. The brands that tend to succeed are artists who act like that. But in reality, they're really good business people. They know how to negotiate a deal. They show up on time. They play a role that is truly them, but they hide the rest. And so, you know, if you think about Taylor Swift, she's singing about her boyfriend broke up with her and, you know, she's going to get him back. When her real life is about private jets and dating supermodels and
0: you but she's sharp, like from everything I've heard, like sharp, sharp
1: business. Yeah, extremely yeah. sharp and generous and all that kind of stuff. So you have to understand that as an artist, that I have friends who do both. They're the true artist, but they won't promote themselves. If you really think about that, there's a little bit of arrogance to that, that I am so great that I don't need to go out and tell people who I am Mm. Uh, that almost never succeeds. Wow. What succeeds is, you know, I really like my stuff. I hope you like it too. And I'm not going to stop promoting it until I'm heard because it's a really noisy world. That honest truth out there, that humble work ethic is Chris Martin of Coldplay, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones. You know, you got to see it as a job. So if you really want to build a personal brand, you can't wait for the world to come to you. You can't throw a message in a bottle and hope that people get it. You have to actually get in a boat and go to the other shore and start handing out business cards. Now, at some point, the returns come in. We're created such momentum that you have to do that a little bit less. But in my opinion, in my counsel, I would never stop. I would keep going. So, you know, there's a lot of hustle involved in building a personal brand. For me, being a Christian memoirist, I worked hard building that. And the reality is, before I ever wrote my first book, I was the president of a publishing company. So I knew about business. I understood it. I didn't write about it. so people didn't know that I understood it, but I did understand it. And then even running my own personal speaking and writing business, you're running a business. And so when I started pivoting into how to create messages and build your business with a clear message... All that was completely natural to me and it just seemed like the obvious next step. But on the outside, looking in, that was a huge chasm. That there was a big difference between what I was experiencing and what other people were experiencing. But you know, I noticed something whenever you're driving in traffic and you kind of change lanes into the faster lane, you sometimes get people honking at you and they shoot the finger or whatever, and people like you to stay in your lane. So I experienced the kind of like, we missed the Don who wrote these books. We kind of missed the lovable loser and that just wasn't who I was anymore. That was not a big part of my personality. So in order to be myself, I had to change lanes, but I was smart enough to know, you know, they only honk for a minute and then they go away and they accept you in the lane that you're in and a lot of people stay in their lane for all of life because one guy's going to honk at them when they could really be moving much faster through life. Wow. You know, it's important sometimes, all of us have probably run into an old friend who we haven't seen in 15 years and they tease us about something that we've already conquered and overcome. And sometimes it's important to sit them down and say, hey, you need to know that's not who I am anymore. And I've changed. Let's say you're married and you got an old friend that you used to run around with and go to bars and They want you to be that old friend. And it's important to sit them down and say, hey, I made a sacrifice and I'm a different person now. And this is who I am. And I live in the joy of that sacrifice every day. And so, you know, you have to actually explain to people you're different. And a lot of people, in order to not create conflict, will play their old role for the rest of their lives. And they never allow themselves to actually change.
0: That is so powerful. I love the part about people will stay in their line because one person is honking that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, so true. To make that kind of reinvention, the other thing that I heard, which was interesting there was about that it wasn't like you said, oh, I'm going to create a new endeavor because I need to make more money. It was more of like, this is who I really am now. And I've changed yeah. the years and I just need to be that person. So that's interesting. But now when you come out like with this whole new persona and brand, do you think the way to make a pivot like that, is it gradual Or is it emphatic and flamboyant and do you try to sort of coddle your old audience or do you just kind of go one day you wake up and boom, like this is who I am and you just start being that person and whoever comes along comes along. Like we have clients that are like, you know, they've been a fitness personality and that's who they were in their 20s but now they are like this woman who runs all these multi-million dollar enterprises and business and they need to pivot but it's like some people still think of them as like the bikini model. And those are the posts that she gets a lot of engagement on. But it's like, that's not who she is anymore. Do you think you just make the hard turn or do you? you
1: I do. I I think you can do it both ways.
0: My personality is leave
1: the past behind and create a new brand. And so being true to my personality, I'm very comfortable with, you know, repeating, this is who I am now, this is who I am now, this is who I am now. And I think you'd be surprised. It takes about three years of Mm -hmm. telling people who you are before they even forget who you used to be. It took about three years. People still come up sometimes and say, I love your old books, but your new books are really changing my life. It took a long time for them to accept me as a business kind of personality. But at the same time, that's who I was. That's what I felt. It felt completely genuine. And I also think people love and respond to your energy and your confidence of saying, this is who I am now. This just happened recently with a friend of mine's wife, actually, Kyle Reed, our graphic artist here in house, his wife is a yoga instructor, and I think she's still a yoga instructor, but she fell in love with photography. She started taking very good pictures. Her name is Mandy, Mandy Reed, and you can follow her at Mandy Reed Photography on Instagram. Her, her photography is excellent, it's very good. Somebody on staff recently said, oh, you know, we should hire Mandy for that. She's a photographer because her Instagram is Mandy Reed Photography, and she's showing all her photography. And Kyle just turned to me and said, isn't that amazing? She changed her brand in one year from yoga instruction to photography. And the reason is, she said, Mandy Reed Photography, not Mandy Reed Yoga. And I also have the hobby of doing photographs. And she started submitting her photos on Instagram and showing people her work. And even I was like, oh my gosh, wow, that happened quick because I only think of her as a photographer. So you're actually programming people's minds. And I think if you do that passively or slowly, you are not programming very hard.
0: Yeah. So that kind of leads us, I think, to what you do at Story Brand. And I think we're huge fans of it. I think a lot of people here have the book have read the book or follow the podcast In terms of applying story brand to the personal brand, and maybe, you know, there's probably a lot of people who still aren't yet familiar with it. The SB7 framework, what do you think that is? Like if you had to explain, this is what it is. And what problem does that solve specifically for people with personal brands, do you think?
1: Well, the story brand framework is a message clarification framework. So, you know, we all have to, if you've ever branded a cow and I have once, a buddy of mine took me out to his ranch and I, you lay across the back of that calf and you punch it with the brand and they actually don't feel pain to the degree that you and I feel pain. So kind of we're like, hey, what's going on? Which was kind of weird.
0: Oh, well, that's good to know.
1: It's very good to know. But, you know, if you took that that rancher's brand and you branded that calf and then you took a different rancher's brand, you branded that calf, and you took a different one, you branded over the top of that and another one over the top of that, you'd have an ir- irrecognizable brand before long. And the reality is people in their mind are going to categorize you. They're just going to do it. And you have got to control how you're thought of. And the way that you do that is you come up with a very simple message and you repeat it over and over and over and over and over again. You brand and brand just like a cattle brand. It has to be fixed. It has to be the same language. You have to repeat it and you have to brand yourself in somebody's mind. So your friend who was the bikini model, who's become the business guru, she needs to be known as the business expert who came out of the fitness world. And she needs to say that over and over. But people will think of her as a business expert and then they can make that bridge. And, you know, you say that to somebody three times that they finally just think of you as a business expert. I don't think moving passively serves us at all. The actual story brand framework is based on 2,000 years plus of screenwriting and, well, 100 years of screenwriting, but storytelling ever since the days of Aristotle, who wrote a book called Poetics. It's just an old, old formula that we have shaped and adapted for businesses. It gives you seven different categories the brain responds to so that you leave with seven messages that you repeat over and over and you begin to make an enormous amount of sense to people. The stakes are very high. I've gone around the country asking, what did Jeb Bush want to do with America when he ran for president? And nobody knows. But if I ask, what did Donald Trump want to do? Everybody knows. That's branding. So did the best candidate win? That's up for debate. But the best branding agent, the best person on messaging did win. Well, they they, they almost always win.
0: One of the things that I took from you, and that's a great example. It's not even necessarily the best branding that won. It was the clearest. right. That's it was right. the most consistent. It was the most repeated, make America great again, over and over and over and over and over. And
1: what you're doing when you're doing marketing and branding, the exercise really is an exercise in memorization. You are trying to guide people through an exercise in memorization so they memorize what you have to offer.
0: Yeah, that's so wild. Um, we often share the story about the success of Take the Stairs and then the failure of Procrastinating on Purpose, our second book. One of the simple differences is just take the stairs is so was so memorable. People see stairs and escalator and they would think about it and procrastinate on purpose. Just needed explanation and it was like, what does that mean? And don't really know how to explain it. That is so clarifying. It's just what marketing is in general. I think is memorization.
1: Yep, that's um, what it is. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is something like procrastinate on purpose is pretty easy to memorize, but it's actually confusing to know what it is. Where take the stairs is obvious. You're going to use more effort. You're going to do things. You're going to hustle. You're going to have a strong work ethic. You know, it's all kind of implied. But, you know, you've done a great job in your pivot. It's not much of a pivot. You've gone from sort of sales coaching, personal branding. But I already think of you in this time you've been doing this as the guy to go to if anybody needs a personal branding coach or needs help with personal branding. And really, you know, you've done an excellent job of just saying, Rory Vaden, personal branding, Rory Vaden, personal branding, Rory Vaden, personal branding. Because you want to lock people in, right?
0: Yeah, in our case, it was. It's interesting because like there's certain things we can't teach anymore for a while, and so it's like we had to make that pivot. But I also danced. I think I was doing one of the mistakes of like, well, I want to do reputation, which is like kind of personal development. And I think that that is a thing that's like one of the mistakes that we probably make is we try to like straddle the line of two things, and it's unclear. It's unmemorable, and like you said, it's just going all in and just saying, this is who I am. And everybody knows and over and over and over again. Right, right. So I want to ask you something else related to marketing, which I think is really, again, more of a behind the scenes thing. But the SP7 framework, like if you haven't read the book, go get the book, go to the workshop, like, don't be silly. This is the best thing you can do for clarifying your messaging. And I think of Story brand as helping you find the words you need to describe what you do. And it is such a practical application. So, you know, more on that to come by following Don, which, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. But behind the scenes, one of the things that I love about StoryBrand is you guys do a lot of the digital marketing, online marketing info marketing sort of principles and tactics, things like lead magnets and funnels and email marketing and social and webinars and free downloads and sales pages. But yet there's somehow when you guys do it, it doesn't feel slimy at all. It doesn't feel manipulative at all. Like it doesn't feel cheesy. It just feels elegant and clear and direct. How do you do that and it's been a really good case study because it shows you that you can do those things which are really powerful psychologically without cheapening the brand in any way so I'd love to just kind of hear some of your philosophy about how you think you've been able to do that
1: I wish I had a formula for it I think part of it is it's never been a thing with us in our shop to try to trick anybody into doing anything Hmm. And, you know, I just spoke at a big conference, about 2,300 people in Las Vegas paid about 10 grand each to be there. And the thing that I got after I left stage was, well, you were the only speaker who didn't try to upsell us anything. And it just never would have occurred to me to try to upsell you anything, right? Because I'm there, you've already paid an enormous amount of money. And so we really don't try to upsell anything. I think that's part of it. And then I think genuinely, when we create something, we are trying to help you solve a problem. And I think when you go into it saying, how can I help this person solve a problem, rather than how can I get this person to buy my product, the Mm -hmm. tone changes. There is a product involved. I mean, we want you to come to a workshop. We want you to do these things. But I I think the tone changes and you get to kind of keep your reputation. Rory, the reality is, you know, we could probably be 50% bigger and be making 50% more money. It's just not who we are. And we really just want to help everybody win, whether they pay us or not. Got a staff of 20 people. We've got bills to pay. We've got $600,000 a month we have to come up with in order to keep the shop open. So, you know, I have to sell something. But at the same time, I think part of that isn't so much a strategy or tactic. It's really a state of your heart. And, And I've always said, especially in business to business, if your goal is to help somebody else make money you will never suffer for job security. I mean, you're always going to have it because other people are trying to figure out how to do this and you can help them do it. So yeah, I think that's part of it. And then the other part of it is the people that I hire are just, they're great content creators, but they're not sort of slick at tricking anybody into doing anything. And that's actually been sometimes a point of contention where it's like, hey, wait a second. You know, we, we did this thing called Business Made Simple daily. So if you've got a business simple.com, you can get me giving you a piece of business advice every day. Roy, we've done that. I think we'd launched it three months ago maybe. We have 43,000 people getting a daily email from me with a video. Wow. We realized really quickly sales were starting to trickle down, but we've had more leads than ever. And then we realized, none of the videos were selling anybody anything. There's no commercial application to them at all. So this is completely unsustainable. I mean, the generosity of this offer will put us out of business. So we actually are now coming along and every second or third one. We say, Hey, by the way, you know, we do a workshop. We'd love to have you. And you can take what you're complimenting me for, too far.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's, true, that's true about everything, right? Like every strength is a weakness. But I—that's I, right. Yeah. I, I love and want to highlight, you know, and make sure it's a salient point for people of what you said. Like, don't
1: have to be a snake oil salesman.
0: No, well, and it's like your goal is to solve a problem, right? Not to sell them something. And even though the way to solve that problem may involve a purchase, you know what it is too. The finish line is different. If my goal is to sell you something it stops when the sale is made. But if my goal is is
1: about you, the the climactic scene is you getting the money. That's not the climactic scene. The climactic scene has to be them solving their problem.
0: Yeah. And that is a huge mindset shift and strategy shift and heart change. I love that. Okay. So one other last little thing here. I know I'm not asking you about all your normal content stuff. No, no, no. I'm great with that. But your business model is also something that is extremely clear extremely simple and this is another thing that a lot of the people that we help struggle with so we take them through all these exercises called primary business model and figuring out what is their short-term primary business model what is their long-term primary business model and we're like really really huge on going what is the one way you're gonna make money because one of the things that i think people fall victim to in this, this space all the time is it's video courses it's membership sites it's masterminds it's coach, it's one-on-one coaching it's consulting it's an agency Our own event, like there's so many things that they're doing and StoryBrand has built a massively successful business, particularly in the space of people doing things, you know, kind of around a personal brand. And you guys pretty much do like one main thing and you do it over and over and over. So can you explain what the one main thing is? how you got there, and why don't you do a thousand other things, even though you do do a couple other things?
1: Yeah. I learned from a guy, he had a $10 million consulting business, and he consulted on Six Sigma, which is a framework, an industrial productivity framework. And he told me, you know, my father actually invented Six Sigma. And I said, wait a second, you have a $10 million company, but your father invented it. Six Sigma bills for over a billion dollars a year where's the other 990 million? (laughs) He said, Don, you won't believe it. My father did not protect the IP. So his father never legally protected it. So other people started using it. Well, we created the StoryBrand framework, the SP7 framework, and it is a, you know, it's the Six Sigma of messaging. And I knew that there's potentially hundreds of millions of dollars in this. But if we kind of did this, and we did this, and we did this, I would never be able to grow that framework so that it was institutionalized in global business culture. So it was very important to only do one thing for a long time. And now we're doing something we launched in November called Business Made Simple University. And Business Made Simple University will have a finance track that Mike McAllowitz is going to help us with. Nancy Duarte, hopefully it's going to do something on giving speeches. You can develop your whole team in finance and human resources. Well, StoryBrand and the StoryBrand framework will become the marketing track of that. So the mother company will actually be business made simple and StoryBrand will be a subsidiary of that. But it took us a very long time to figure out how to do that without confusing people. And who knows, we may fail at that, but, but I don't think we're going to. But it was four to five years of people saying, well, can you do my website? No, we don't do that. Can you do this? No, we don't do that. We literally teach the seven-part framework in an online workshop and a live workshop, and then we can send facilitators you to teach it. And that's gotten us to where we are. We're about a 12 or $13 million company only selling one product in three different deliverables. We've for about 3,000 companies a year. They clarify their message and their, their company grows. You know, and I learned here's a great lesson for you and all your audience. I had a manager once who was really amazing, and he's still a very close friend. And any speaking offer that I got for about five thousand dollars, he would accept, and I'd be getting on planes, going around speaking. Five thousand dollars is not a small amount of money. I mean that pays my mortgage for a few months. But I noticed that I was on planes all the time and I couldn't get another book written. And because I couldn't get another book written, the tail end of my career was coming in closer and closer. So I finally had to sit down and say, hey. Let's not chase five grand anymore. Let's chase 25 grand. Let's do less opportunities and let's be more disciplined about what we're doing. That was a huge moment for me in my career because I could speak less, make the same amount of money and still write a book. I think where that overlaps is you've got to pick your lane. I'm going to be an expert in this. There's going to be this opportunity to go over here and make five grand being an expert in something else. Yeah, I I would suggest that you don't do it that you actually say, no, I'm only going to take money for this because I cannot be known for too many things. I want to be known for this one thing. And it's tough for a minute, but if you can really carve in and be known for that, the longevity of your career is great. And then you get to do what you want and you're not always chasing money. So just be known for one thing and be disciplined and only do that.
0: Yeah. I think that whole little shiny object syndrome is just the downfall is there's a thousand ways to make 20 grand, but there's only a few ways you know, to make 13 million a year or whatever. Right. And it's like, Well, it could be any of those thousand ways, but it's choosing one of them and just doing that one thing over and over and over. Like that's how you get to the 13 million.
1: And that's what's so interesting about when people come through the workshop, they're working on their external message. How do I talk to customers? They end up getting that. But what's even more valuable is they leave having talked to themselves. Oh yeah, that's what I do. And that's why I matter. And then we would say, just like if you were writing a book and you've written some terrific books. You got to leave everything else out. The key to a great writer is not what they say. It's what they don't say. Mm. And the same is true with our careers and building our personal brands. You've got to discipline yourself to not present yourself in certain ways so that they're only going to remember what you say in a focused and clear way. And so you've got to come back and say... Yeah, I used to be a swimsuit model. Now I'm a, now I'm a business expert. 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 You know, we've said, if you confuse, you lose for five years now. We repeat it every day. And we're here to help you clarify your message. So that's kind of the one, two pumps of our messaging. And just like a brand on the back of a cow, we keep punching it and it's paid off for us in the long run.
0: I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. If you guys can't tell already, you need to be following Donald. You need to go to the workshop like it is powerful powerful stuff the sp7 framework i think is going to be one of those things institutionalized here in business culture if it's not already donald where do you want people to go if they want to like check out the workshop like online or come and see you and you know follow you what's the best place to check that out i'd love everybody just go to
1: businessmadesimple.com and you can get a daily coaching video from me i actually put on a suit and a tie and we use a well lit studio i'm telling what? you i get, I show respect. I learned from Rory Vaden. <laughs> you got to look good.
0: Now uh, I don't wear suits anymore. I used to wear them every day. And now I'm just yeah, like... For whatever reason, you still look better than me. I don't know what it is. Well,
1: but, I, uh, Yeah, go to com. I'd love to send you a daily video for free.
0: Yeah. So check that out. We'll put a link up to Business Made Simple. Don, last little question. I think, you know, if you have somebody out there watching right now and they're dealing with some haters... They're dealing with either people in their personal life or sometimes it's like the random troll on Instagram. You know, I've always been shocked in my life at how much that person used to get to me, you know, or a random review on Amazon. Or maybe it's themselves, right? Like if there's somebody that is just dealing with the voices of you can't do this, you can't be this person, like you were better, the old you was better, you know what would you kind of say to that person that is like on the precipice of leaving behind the old and search of something new, but it's kind of like feeling the heat of the naysayer.
1: Two things. One is people are going to be incredibly inspired and impressed with you if you are comfortable being yourself. And Mm -hmm. so you got to ask yourself, who am I really? And I'm not going to apologize for that. And I'm not going to disappear. And the second thing, and my batting average is about 300, which would get me into the hall of fame. But my batting average on turning the other cheek is about 300. So about 30% of the time, (laughs) I'm hoping to get that up to 40%. But to take somebody who has insulted you and show them love and kindness and forgiveness is literally one of the best things you can do for your personal brand. Because everybody walks away believing you're the stronger person when you do it. And I know that's a selfish motivation. We also really want to be kind to those people. If you can get that done, you know, Jesus taught us that, right? Turn the other cheek. And if you can turn the other cheek, you get to sleep well at night. People think you're the better person. It's very hard not to seek vengeance or want to throw a punch or say Mm -hmm. something snarky. And I just had somebody on Instagram recently actually deleted the post because I thought it was going too far. But somebody said something like, you know, we missed the old Don. Nobody needs another business guru. And they made a little bit of an insulting comment by saying, You've really thrown away all the gifts that God has given you, which basically says you're ruining your life with the way that you've taken things. And I just wrote back, I posted that on my Instagram and then put a comment that just said, Hey, look, you know, I wrote eight memoirs. The world does not need a ninth from Donald Miller. Since I've gone this route, I've lost almost 200 pounds. I've married the woman I love and I became a multimillionaire. And so I know you've got your wounds and I've got my wounds, but I think I'm turning out okay. And I mean, probably 600 comments lighting that guy up i finally deleted it because i thought they were being a little mean to him but just having an understanding right but if i would have said hey you're a jerk what an asshole i probably wouldn't have gotten any comments except for people defending him right and so he was coming off as a bully and i need to come off as as fred rogers and that's the best way to deal with that kind of stuff you can turn the other cheek i think you're going to be okay
0: well, I love it. There's a lot of discipline uh, themes in your in your message like in in the things you talk about turning the other cheek, choosing a business model, choosing a message like um, maybe that's maybe that's part of uh, how we become friends is you know good old take the stairs like good old I, take the stairs. classic yeah. discipline uh, clearly you believe in it well um, for whatever it's worth, man, thank you for being yourself and for reinventing and for giving s b seven because I think it has solved the real problem in the world of just helping people explain clearly what they do. Um, and that enables the good people to be found, I think. And awesome. uh, I think that makes a real big difference. So we wish you the very best. Uh, Donald Miller, author uh, of brand, CEO, founder of story Brand, go check it out. Um, Don, all the best. All right, love you, Rory, thank you. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news one of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So, as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it